0: what's good divine gang gang listen i'm super excited about this one i'm gonna tell you right now it's gonna take about an hour so this is something you're gonna want to listen to on while you're driving home or if you're settling settling in to go to bed this one is gonna be really good for divine feminine and divine masculine it really is the icing on the cake and i'm gonna have to come back and um tie up some loose ends and bow the do a bow tie on some of the um, themes surrounding this, but let's get into it. Um, I took notes, um, which I'm really glad I did. Um, So for the most part, there should be a consistent flow, but I feel like I'm going to knock out a lot more things than if I were to just um, do more of the musing part. So let's get into it. Super excited. So you can already probably see by the title – I'm pretty sure it's going to say, if you have to ask me what, what I bring to the table, then no. Now I will say this, thankfully I've never had that happen. Um, but you hear a lot of it, you know, guys, um, talk about this. It's, it's out there in the manosphere, I suppose, and in all of these different dating communities and I'm sure it, it's bound to come up, but, um, Here's where I'm at. This this might be a little different in in 5 or 10 years, but I really love I think in reviewing my answers, what what I'm proposing I would say um and and my sentiments and how I feel about it. I'm I'm happy with it and it is significantly significantly different than even 5 years ago. Um I probably would have been caught off guard by it. Um, and my answers, I would have been struggling with how to articulate it. Whereas, um, again, like I think looking at my notes, I'm happy with it. So it's so that the title is, if you ask me what I, what I bring to the table, like to me, that's just at this point a turnoff, but like I said, it's never happened to me, but just because I think there's so much of these conversations happening and I'm probably going to be out in the dating world again. At some point, I would say in about 12 months out from now, right? Um, I think part of it would depend on how soon or how early in the date they ask me this. Like, if it's at the point where we've already ordered our food, um, <laughs> I already kind of know how I'd be feeling about it. Um, but I would say here that if you have to ask me that, you're not really ready for me. Um, and At that point, I would peg you as divine, I would peg you, masculine, as a person that doesn't really understand the power of a muse um, and how they can change your whole world and add color and drive and passion. Um, And I think. It all comes down to, you. I think, Divine feminines, you're going to have to tap into what you are, how unique you are. I'm going to just say this real quick, but then again, it, this is not so much about me as much as it is, like, um, you being confident in yourself. Like, uh, uh, today is my birthday. It's October 31st, and uh, just, like, two nights ago, I came across a song, Scorpio, by... Money bag yo um, th- There's other songs that have my name in it. Um, I've come to understand, like, you know, like, with Crystals and their rarity, Scorpios are very rare. Um, only, like, 9% of the population I have come to understand my uniqueness. At the end of the day, we all like to think that we really, truly are one of a kind. And part of the beauty of this journey is you have to recognize, especially, I think, Divine Feminine, when we decide to incarnate into this um, experience, we want to explore what it means to be one of a kind as a woman or for me as a melanated woman, Right. Um, I think after you listen to this, especially my Divine Masculines, um, I really am confident. I feel like you're going to ask a different type or caliber of woman to your table after this. And it's really going to affect your approach. And I think Divine Feminine, you can even kind of tell how a guy is going to come at you based on how he invites you to his table when he asks you for a date you know, um, and, and it could be just as simple as, you know, um, on one of the TikToks, it was kind of talking about, oh, he's really smooth. And he gave her this girl a compliment on her neck. We're in the middle of of um, the pandemic. And so, you know, she's having to wear her mask and what type of thing. But he's just sitting there recording it, you know, uh, for a TikTok, but telling complimenting her neck. And she's like, oh, really? That is so flattering. And to me, it just kind of When you start to understand some of the things that I'm going to say, you're going to understand why the approach is going to be different. And I think Divine Feminines, you can kind of even screen out even much more better um, how they're going to approach you. Um, I think Divine Masculines, you're going to be looking even at women differently when you start to approach them. Because now you're starting to understand what you're inviting to the table. Um, and if, and if it really is going to be Wi-Fi material for real, for real. So this would be, I feel like this would be my, some of my initial responses to somebody asking me, you know, I'm sitting there, I've gotten dressed, did my hair, did my nails, picked out my outfit. Um, obviously it, you know, a little bit would have to do with how you asked me for my number, um, where we were would all play a role into some of the ways that I would respond. Um, definitely, I think at this point, I would kind of laugh a little bit, but truly, honestly, in the back of my mind, it's like, like I said before, I would feel like you're not ready for me. I would finish out the conversation, get my food, pay for my part of the food and just check out. Like, But I would indulge you with, with this response, right? So part of it, I would just kind of like wonder, okay, are you referring to my you're asking me what I bring to the table. Are you referring to my social capital, my network net worth, my aggregate knowledge, you know, in terms of being able to look at contract law to buy a home, to sell a home, to buy a car versus leasing, going into a business, opening LLCs, um, investing. What what exactly are you asking me in terms of what I bring to the table? Because at that point, you know, Um, And I did put here that I would kind of laugh about it, like I said, but it's like, okay, well, you asked me what I bring to the table. So obviously I had to be attractive enough for you to approach me. So that's one, you know, you liked what you saw, um, the way that I carried myself. Um, and, and so that made you want to get to know me better. Right. So there's the physical attraction is there, but It's kind of like, and this is, gonna. I'm kind of going through my dialogue, but I'm going to go on the back end of it, right? So I'm kind of like laying up the scene here. So let's get into it. But it's like, at this point, I'm, the physical manifestation of me is sitting there and you can see me, you can, me, I love a good fragrance, right? So it's going to be like a soft fragrance, um, a delicate fragrance, but very fresh, very clean. I've paid attention to everything that goes into me getting there and getting there on time. Um, And leading up to this point, I'm really kind of looking forward to dating, getting back on the dating scene again. But again, it's kind of almost one of those things where I have my friends that I could go hang out with and have those opportunities to show up that way. But it's like, I've paid attention to, you know, the quality of what I'm wearing and, you know, creating an experience that is kind of unique because I would have paid attention to where you invited me to eat. Is it like, um, what kind of restaurant it is and just adding to the experience. So I'm sitting there in front of you. Then the other thing is like, you're starting to hear me, how articulate I am, how I responded to the invitation, um, how I'm ordering my food, um, my mannerisms, right. I'm hoping at some point I would have been able to make you laugh but still being respectable to you listening and so then now we're talking about what I'm bringing to the table that's about companionship because you really could be sitting with here by yourself with anyone else or with with one of your homeboys right um what I bring to the table is creating a shared experience you know um and that to me is probably a little bit more deeper it, it could be a scorpio thing it could be a mars and leo thing but it's like when you ask me what i'm bringing to the table it's like i'm bringing to you a shared experience you know reacting to getting to know you when the when a song comes on in the background we've had this have had this happen before but a song will come in the background and we can talk about that and it takes us back to memories of when we used to be roller skating and um going to different like concerts or and then enjoying the food you know and talking about what that what that means and how good it tastes or how good it looks or does yours taste good like it's it's all about the experience right what do i bring to the table we're creating a shared experience with each other right um And having the ability to to relate. I see I didn't finish that sentence here. But one of the the best things that I felt nice talking about or writing down was, I I feel like I bring the butterflies, right? Because, um, whoops, trying to catch something here. Um, uh, Butterflies to the table. It's something like, I don't know, and maybe this is me romanticizing, maybe what a, what a what a masculine would go through, but wouldn't it bring you joy to just know, like, okay, when knowing that you can do something to put a smile on my face? So when they bring out the food and you see that I'm happy and that I'm enjoying myself, um, and and you had to have been experiencing something to to for me to say I would love to go on a date with you i will meet you there the anticipation of me showing up and seeing me again and getting to know me it's like it's it's about the butterfly experience right i put here um what do i bring to the table it's kind of like i'm coming understanding that i multiply what what you give me whatever you bring to the table i understand that i can multiply it and so this would have would have been because at this point I know I'm already going to check out but would have been me trying to decide you know do I want to multiply the things that you already have do you am I you know if you're business minded I would love to be behind the scenes just helping coordinate everything you know or um that type of thing um let's see here I'm not gonna say that part um uh bringing to the table i know that i've had enjoyable conversations and it can go into anything having to do with business real estate biggest thing was crypto and putting money in your pocket and even talking a little about food or fitness right some of the best conversations i've had uh, have been on dates and sometimes it has been even before the date you know you're talking to somebody out and about and there's some an attraction there, but you never really followed through. But there's just something about adding value, you know, to someone's life Um, that can be said there. But it's like, I feel like I would be confident walking away from from a date um, because I know that just the way that I would have engaged with them or have in the past, I know I'm going to leave them a better person. I know, you know, um, and so then that's where you have to go into block and delete mode or just kind of fall off the radar or just decide you're not interested, you know, and they can make that decision too. They may decide that they're not interested, but it's like at least being respectable enough to engage in communication. See if you're challenging my mind a little bit. If I'm challenging you, are you showing up as the best version of yourself? You know, um, I think what if, and part of the ancillary (laughs) ancillary response to this um, would be that uh, what do I bring to the table? I'm happy and ambitious and I love my femininity. And I think that those are things that, you know, money can't buy. Happiness is huge. um, You know, how many times do we go into relationships looking for someone to make us happy? So I am not she, I'm not looking for at that point me getting back into the dating scene it's like I'm not looking for someone to make me happy when I tell you and and I'm kind of engaging with with you know the audience who's listening to me now too and taking a little bit of a tangent of my response but when I tell you like even just two it was like about a week ago um a lot of you know I've kind of backed off from listening to music but um in in listening to other Scorpios I've come to understand that I'm, I'm a little bit clear audience too and so when you talk about being knocked off of your, your your edge the way that I was. You guys know I went through a bit of a depression um, with, with how things were like up to a year ago. But listening to music, when I tell you, I um, it was a Friday night. I had finished recording a, a podcast and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm here recording on a Friday night. Um, and then I started listening to some music. And when I tell you I played back-to-back music. I haven't done this in a long time. All my favorite hits, I was jamming until like 4, 5 o'clock. It was almost 5 o'clock in the morning. It was one of the best Friday nights I've had in a long time, right? Um, I know what it's like to, to have the nicer things in life and to have nothing. So for me to bring my happiness to the table is huge at that point. Um, the other thing I have here is ambitious, right? Because on top of that, it's like, I am happy and content with how far I've come, but I do get happiness and added fulfillment from pursuing what it means to go from making, you know, growing my businesses, growing my enterprises, buying more properties, um, getting more fit, traveling, becoming more well-versed, understanding different things and people, experiencing different, you know, memories. And my femininity, not in the sense of being feminist and thinking that I'm, you know, better than men or anything, but it's just when you talk about bringing something to the table too, and I don't think really men understand this fully, but we get to experience, one of the, the beauties of life is experiencing life in color. And then that just ties back to what I said at the beginning of the muse. I think most men don't understand how a muse, the benefit of a muse, but we live things in color. It's me being able to express myself through the color of my nails and my manicure and pedicure and the rose petals, the rose baths, the shower gels, the, you know, I could I could come in you know a dress or a maxi dress or a bodycon dress or with pants or shorts or a romper with a hat and different colors lipstick and makeup and 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 being able to have the freedom that i think is not afforded to masculines and we're able to bring it out of you on top of that is like to be able to laugh and throw our head back and enjoy the music and the sensuality you know, and it does come back to companionship and who you invite to your table. I'm kind of going, feeling myself going into my own space a little bit. So I have to look at my notes, but I know at one point I addressed how, you know, you could be sitting here by yourself and the experience would be different if you're sitting here with the masculine With another man, you're not going to be able to see me, you know, start to just dance and get into the music that's playing in the background or laughing and giggling or being able to talk about our childhood experiences the same way. It's like, um, yeah, I'm going to leave that there. And so happy, ambitious, and femininity are things that I can experience in color and that's the added experience that I feel I bring versus yeah yeah that's so funny I I, ah, by my notes but sometimes I kind of space out and then it's like yeah it's it was exactly there um and it's like I bring the feeling oops hold on bring the feeling um when you and i i'm going to do a podcast on this when you impress an empress i love it, the etymology of those words and how they kind of sound similar impressing impressing an empress right they kind of sound similar but it's like that whole idea of um what it would mean for you to be in the presence of royalty and to see her face light up um and to have her experience things that have never that they've never seen before i think to me it's even like i don't think at this point this masculine understands that him working and going and buying flowers putting in the effort to go buy flowers and giving it to the feminine is he can provide it but it's he does it because it's the way her eyes light up and how happy she is and she's just walking around the whole house just happy and excited and well honey what do you want do you want um bacon with your eggs and turkey and would you like some orange juice you know you're paying for the experience of that right the things that come with it um and and so then the other analogy that came to, to mind is just you know, it's one thing to go out and dance by yourself. It's another thing to dance with your homeboys, you know, and at that point you're trying to out do each other and compete or trying to pick up other girls, but the energy is different as opposed to when you're even dancing with, with a woman, right? That's what they're bringing to the table. It's, it's the dance of life. The the even with differences in the music and experiences from like the salsa to the ratchet stuff to the hip hop and the R and B and the um all the other types of genres of music that you can dance to right it's like it's gonna be different with the woman and so if you're inviting her to the table like it, that means you clearly don't understand what you're getting yourself into and I think that's why it's kind of almost Immature to to ask, but let me carry on. Um, I think at that point too, um, I, I didn't quite flesh this out, but I'm gonna go ahead and, and talk about this one. Like even the whole upgrading you experience when when Beyonce says you're the block, but I'm the light, it's complimentary, right? Um, So what I'm saying here is like, I can be the light wherever I go, right? And so home, because I think one of the things it's like, when you're asking a woman what she brings to the table, she brings home to the table, the experiences, the butterflies, the sensuality, the companionship, that's what light is. So, and you having a block or even a house, like that's why there's a distinction between a bachelor's pad And a woman's touch when she comes there, right? That's exactly what it is because you can have a bachelor's pad, but it's not even going to be a a home until you have the home-cooked meals. It's one thing to have your own place and, you know, I'm going to kind of jump ahead a little bit too. But the whole saying that, you know, it's a man's world, but it's better with the woman in it. At that point, you start to see where I'm talking about how it's so immature of you to ask a woman what she brings to the table because it's like the difference of you coming home to your bachelor pad, you know, where you have the bare essentials, right? You have your bed, your toothbrush, your couch, a few things in the kitchen. But what the woman brings to the table is the... Now, when you get home, the fireplace is going, the candles are going, the home cooked meal is there with paying attention to your nutrients and someone to come home to and laugh with and smile with and have intimate conversations with that you can unwind with. And that's why I think like to me, from where I'm coming from, like, that's why it's just like kind of offensive because you don't know what you you seriously don't haven't, you haven't really experienced that then. Um, so to me, I love this phrase. It's like, I can be the light wherever I go. Right. I'm not, we're not going to drill down a hundred percent and be like, well, you should be able to have your own block. Yes, I can have my own block and be the light in my block. And I think part of the divine journey is divine masculines should be able to have their own block and provide their own light and not necessarily depend on, divine feminine for it 100%, but for the intents and purposes of how it's supposed to be complementary, right? I think one of the biggest things moving forward is like I'm not trying to be a man. you're not trying to be a woman. Um, we are great on our own and stand alone. but when we come together it's like that's where it's complementary. I'm gonna be the light wherever I go. you know that's feminine energy, sunshine, bubbly, happy, laughter mysticism, sensuality, color, vibrancy, the muse, everywhere I go, right, and I'm taking this light with me, you know, when I go to Starbucks to the drive through and I'm at a Lowe's place shopping for new, you know, a different light fixture, or when I'm on the job, um, when I'm at home with my family and friends, right, um, but well, when you invite me to the table, you invite those memories, right? And when you invite me to be your wife, right, or your girlfriend, it's like, now I'm making your place a home, but you're asking me what I bring to the table. It's like, right? Um, so it, it just ta- talks a little bit about you can own the block and run it. Um, and it's not to compete. It's supposed to, meant to be complementary, right? Um and because then when you start to look at it, and and this is where i I kind of decided just bring it back a little bit, but it's like even even when you start to look at the different lights right every- uh women I think we get to enjoy what it means to be every woman I fall more and more in love with that song by Whitney Houston um and I think it's almost that's when you start to get into empress energy. Because to me, Empress and Queendom energy is she knows about imports and exports and army defense. She knows about fine food, fine clothing, um, running a household, running the employees, um, arts, interior, decor, music, entertainment. You see what I'm saying? Um, But even when you're looking at different lights... Um, and, and lighting up the block, some of you guys don't even realize what kind of light you're using to source, to power up your block. You know, when you start to look at the, um, different lighting that goes into the exterior of the home, leading up to the driveway versus the interior, um, the lighting that goes into the kitchen to create warmth and, um, And like even the different lighting in the bathroom, I know for us women, we like to have the makeup lights, um, in the bedroom, the lights are different. You can even have candlelight, warmer lights, um, versus in the guest room or, um, how your divine feminine is maybe using more sunlight, organic versus lighting by the pool, um, other types of light that, that actually came to, to mind initially was even that red light special. Some of you all are inviting a red light special kind of feminine energy into your um, space. If you know anything about red light special, which Carpia has, <laughs> you do, I'm telling you, every woman, red light special, but there's, um, there's even like the red light district, I believe there's a place in England or something like that that has it, but it has to do with just, it's all just about sexuality and and um yeah mostly just about sexuality and so you're using this to power up be the light for your whole block at the end of the day that's like do you really want your whole block on red light (laughs) special type of thing but that's what that's how some people that's the kind of light that they bring to their table um You have, I'm going to put here again, makeup light. Men might not understand this, but there's a special kind of lighting that you need to do your makeup. But it's like, are you inviting someone who is only superficial and all about looks? And there's no intimacy or warmth there? Um, Or are you looking for, I put ho holiday lights. You know, those are the type of girls that are discardable. They're flashy, low frequency. You cannot light up your whole block with christmas lights it looks nice from the outside but it's only for a season it's only there for a short time and next year you're going to want to have a different set of lights upgrade it have something different but that's some of the light that you guys are inviting to your table um you have the candlelight kind of woman that is all about the experience the warmth the occasion um be a little bit low low frequency but i mean it's it's kind of ties into the memories a little bit um yeah so let me um i told you this is going to be long so let me go into part two this is actually a good cutoff. one moment all right okay so um getting into part two just kind of tying up a little bit on part one which was you know i think men take for granted that you're inviting a woman um, into your oh okay oh no no let me back up. I put here men take for granted like even a woman inviting you into her her space and I think divine feminines. I hope you're paying attention to how you would respond to this and what it means for you to really shine in those areas. Um, but I'm going to talk about it a little bit going into the second segment, but. Um, for masculine it's kind of like when you're asking that question you're not really listening or paying attention to the caliber of woman that you're you're getting to know and then that's why the the dating and courtship comes in because now when you're invited into her space you can get to see a sense of what her light is right we talked about how she brings the light to your block and that makes it home you pay attention to how she's taking care of of the inviting spaces, you know, the bedroom, the living room, the bathroom, the kitchen, all the thought that went into it, right? And so then it's up to you to decide if you're going to continue to funnel resources to make sure that you're going to have her multiply that or in your space, right? Um, And so I'm thinking for what Divine Feminines bring to the table, it's the butterflies, the light, the companionship, and the ability to multiply whatever it is that you're bringing. I think a real Divine Masculine, honestly, to be quite honest, a real or a high ascended Divine Masculine is not going to ask you what you bring to the table. Um, I think he's going to understand those elements, but I would hope. So, in part two here, I'm going to be talking about how Divine Masculines, it's like, you should be listening to what comes out of a woman, um, and women paid attention to how you're presenting, but Divine Masculines, I feel like you would have paid attention to how she carried herself and that would have dictated how you approach her, you know, um, and the environment that you were in, were you in line at the bank or at a Starbucks or was it at a club, you know, um, I think so. You've invited this person to your table. And so the way you're listening, I think that you would listen to to see what she's bringing to the table as opposed to asking her. And I think that's an art and it's a skill. I know what it's like to be on the receiving end of it. Um, But I'm not going to go into my personal experiences at this point. But I know what it's like uh, without asking me. I know that I've had conversations, especially with the, with the, um, I would say high value men where it kind of did feel like an interview, but it wasn't an interview. It was like, um, they really were tapping into everything, everything. One of the most grueling was when I was, um, our first dates with, um, with this, it was uh this one guy that he's like six figures going on seven i'm pretty sure everybody has shopped at this one store that he was running a um a was it like a million square foot warehouse at one point in time um so and dealing with international importing and exporting pretty sure everybody's kind of familiar with the brand and that type of thing but I remember getting home and I was, I was telling my friend, like, I feel like I was on an interview. But mean we talked for a long time, but he never asked me what I brought to the table. But it was we talked about, you know, everything from business models to legacy to, you know, what, what we do for fun, but the conversations are different. And so, I didn't feel like I was being scrutinized. I just remember it was intense, and we were putting everything on on the table, and it felt good because I think, especially if, if, divine feminines and masculines, if you've ever had to interview someone, the difference in the craft is that you and I experienced this. I remember when I first got used to interview student workers. I would just look at their paperwork and make a decision. And sometimes that cost me. So the last couple of years I was working in hiring student workers, I was asking key questions and I looked to how they responded to things and what they said and what they valued. And that helped me pick better student workers. Right. And so that's the same thing you kind of bring to the table. It's kind of like when you're talking to someone, you're listening. For what they're bringing to the table. So is the companionship there, the friendship there? Um, you're looking at the shared experiences, you know, things that are bound to come out when you're having, if you're having the right kind of conversations, you're going to hear how they overcame struggles and how they became successful and how they got to where they are today. It's just bound to happen. Right. And so in them sharing those things with you, that's how you find out what they're bringing to the table because they're going to tell you and use phrases and say things that are going to let you know. Do they tap into their, you know, spiritual beliefs or into their training? Do they push themselves to go into school where they are their strengths in networking or um, business acumen, right? The listening skill. And this is so funny because You know, I've been really drilling down on the divine feminines in terms of emotional intelligence, but divine masculines, this is one way you can learn to be better in your emotional intelligence. And the the, the funny thing is that the emotional intelligence is a huge part of it is listening, you know? Um, I talked earlier about how I could be on the date and I'm right there in front of you and you're asking me what I'm bringing to the table, but it's like, you see me, but then you don't see me. And I'm going to get into that a little bit further down. And so here I can be talking to you and you're not even hearing me. Um, you know, it's even things like here I have attention to priorities. One simple question in terms of like, tell me about your day. Or what is your regular day about? will tell you everything in terms of what they bring to the table. How early they get up in the morning. Excuse me, do they exercise first? Do they meditate? Do they go to the gym? They come home, they have a smoothie. That tells you about their eating, their lifestyle. They value their health. What that means for you. What they apply themselves to. Do they talk to their family, to their friends? Do they prioritize that? How organized they are about their day or if they're carefree you know what um I put dress here you can tell so much about a person about the way they dress and I might ha- I might have hit on it twice if I don't oh yeah I talk about let me let me knock this one out here so I'm gonna make a little note here by how, how they dress I know that women we look at you know for example how you from we look at a man's shoes you know we look at his nails to see if they're if they're clean and groomed we'd look at his you know how his beard his hair his face um how he how he dresses right but you can look at a woman and tell you know where her values are too one of the big takeaways and and this will be funny i think but you can actually look. I feel, I feel, in Divine Feminines. You can tell me what you think about this too. But um, even with when you look at her purse, I feel like the things that I've under, come to understand now is different. But then again, as I'm, I'm saying it, I'm actually going to play devil's advocate. You can look at a woman's purse and tell a lot about her too. You know, is it name brand or not? I could tell you if it's a Louis Vuitton, this is someone who, it was either gifted to her, um, but then depending on what she tells you, she worked very hard to come up with the finances to um, afford that. That gives you insight. Um, I have come to understand that purses are, in a sense, an investment piece. And even with things like, for example, Louis Vuitton, you can pass them on as heirlooms to your to your um, children and also they do increase in value. You know, um, I'm not telling you to tap into that hundred percent, but I've come to understand like now when you have the Birkins and people fuss about how expensive those are, but it kind of tells you a little bit into them. And, and I'm actually not opposed to materialist to being materialistic. I'm going to have several podcasts that are sprinkled talking about why I think we need to kind of meet in the middle with that because you have poverty mindset and then you have prosperity mi- mindset and materialistic is a form of it. But um, I think that it's important to pay attention to fine quality things and the roles that they play in life. You can, you can look at a woman's watch, right? I have come to understand what it means to pick out like a Rolex watch, right? Rolex versus Cartier versus Tiffany's, a Tiffany's watch or even a Versace Rolex, right? And looking at the pricing value and understanding what a honeycomb is and the VV and the VVS and the brilliance and how to, to look if it's authentic or if, how it's not, Right? You could be seeing someone and not even seeing her. You have invited this person to your table and you don't even see what they're bringing to the table. Um, and if I hadn't mentioned it before too, you don't hear what they're bringing to the table, how they're talking, how they place their order, how refined they are. Um, <coughs> excuse me. I put here their mannerisms, and that's important to pay attention to because understand she's going to multiply, right? When you conceive with her, now her mannerisms are going to be duplicated onto the children. Uh, When you look at how Beyonce is raising her kids, she is creating exact replicas of herself. Not Jay-Z, of herself, so they already have Blue Ivy learning different languages in the arts and the sciences and with coaching to be a um, self-esteem coaches and learning, you know, she's there on the job with her mom and she's running business meetings and and that type of thing, right? But you're paying attention to the mannerisms because you're replicating, you're looking at replicating another uh, citizen, right? another member of society. And so this person's sitting there in front of you, but you don't see them but and you don't hear them. but And so you're taking the lazy way out by asking them what they bring to the table. When it's right there in front of you, um, depending on where you asked this person, you saw this person and asked them out, you're going to have to have seen what they drive, right? The, the car tells you a little bit of, inside of who they are. A little, um, um, take it for what it is. It can also tell you how much they owe, but it can kind of give you insight to that type of person that they are. I know some of my most frustrating days would be when I would have just washed the car and then it had had rained, you know, or it would have sprinkled. And but at the same, because I'm talking about like how clean was their car and. What type of car is it? That's gonna tell you the kind of bracket, are they able to afford it and the payments, that type of thing, right? Um you can tell a lot about a person by the area that they live in or where you pick them up in, right? Um and so if it's gonna be suburban versus maybe, you know, different and it but but you're you're paying attention to all of it, the aggregate, right? The the parts that make up the whole. You know, if you pick up somebody from Starbucks, there's lifestyle, and this is someone talking from a marketing background, but, you know, it's like there's a whole lifestyle associated with that from how they were dressed at the time that you saw them. Were they in business attire or gym outfit or casual outfit, right? I put here, you know, um, when you're listening, it's like you should be paying attention to how they react to you. Because if you're wanting companionship, which is why I'm assuming you invited them to the table, that's what you should be listening for. And that's something that, yeah, you could ask them, but it's like you need to, I think, approach it in the sense of like a boss to really pay attention to. to... It's one of those things where it's like a, a test, but they don't know they're being tested. And so it's like, how do they react to you? Um, Do they motivate you? And again, it's not that they're there to motivate you necessarily, but is she going to be empathized is another word that I put, with you, put here, which is important because I think sometimes even when you hear me, I don't understand 100%. I grew up with three boys and a dad. They're all different, right? I don't think I'll ever 100% understand how a masculine feels and or thinks, but that's part of the intrigue. That's part of the conversations that I enjoy having, right? And so, but do you see that she kind of empathizes with you when you say you had a bad day or you're trying to figure something out? And even though it's not something she can necessarily understand or grasp, does she listen to you? And you can tell by her mannerisms and body language that it's like she wants to understand and engage with you and there's a compassion there. Um I and I put here so I put low vibrational men miss this that even though they um, don't under okay that even though the woman doesn't fully understand a, a man, they can try to relate and that's important when you when you get home. You know, when you get home from a long day of work this conversation at the table this experience that you're that you thought was worth pursuing because of the physical attraction that was there you invited her into your space do you want to have replications of those conversations when you get home from work right um the other thing you want to listen to is, are they happy and content? And I put asterisks there, asterisks there, because it's like, you know, there's levels to it. I feel like, um, I think for the most part, I, I still remember some of the best dates I've been on and for the most part, I was happy. Um, but the happiness, I think for me moving forward is like on a whole other level. Um, but It's one thing to be happy with the situation you're in, which is very special. That is actually worth its weight in gold. Um, And what does it mean for them to be happy and still ambitious and still pushing forward and pushing for a brighter tomorrow? I think that's why I put the the asterisk there because you can have some people that are happy and content with their situation. There's pros and cons to it, but depending on you, you're going to have to be keen to pay attention to what that means you know, um, I will say this, um, before I met my, one of my Scorpio exes, he, um, I was happy because I was doing better than everybody else around me. But when I was around him, I understood like, whoa, there's more to life. Right. Um, and so it was cool for him to be a catalyst in that way. Um, I don't, get the sense that he was disappointed or trying to push me to do none of it he was just being himself um but then that made me think of things differently so here I am further down the line I'm still happy um but wanting to push myself a little bit more and expand things a little bit more. Right. So that's what I mean by being happy and content. And as time goes on, you'll be able to tell like, okay, this person is just really happy making 45,000 a year, um, but not really pushing your ambitious. Okay. That could mean something for you and take it to what matches your lifestyle. Right. What what you want. Oh, this is so funny, because I'll, I'll be spacing out and then coming back to my notes, but the flow is still there. So I, I knocked that out. The other thing I put um, here is, you know, when you ask a woman what she brings to the table, it's like, you know, you're asking her for an, her aggregate knowledge. But again, that's for you to decide, for you to listen and really hear what her aggregate knowledge is. When I say aggregate, that means the sum of everything. So Um, For me, it's like, you know, I, hmm, I wasn't going to mention it, but hmm. I'm not going to, I'm going to follow my, because there's an intentionality I have here. So I put here when a business owner, CEO assesses someone, they ask questions in a different way and listen. Right, so I think that there's, there's a skill to it, um, and it's a little bit more ascended than the everyday. If you do things every day, um, you're gonna get everyday results, lackluster results. But it takes someone who, if if you've ever been in that position, you kind of know what I'm I'm referring to. Um, that's why when you have, I remember one time I interviewed for La Melinda University, and you have these people that, you know, they have my resume. (laughs) They really could just have one person interview me and say, what do you bring to the table? And it's like, well, I have my degrees. I have my experience. I type X words per minute. I have experience in Microsoft, Word, Excel, blah, blah, blah. You know. But there's a reason why the elite, you know, anything has an interview process where they ask you, Things like, tell me about your accomplishments. Tell me about your hobbies. Tell me about yourself. Tell me how you handled this conflict situation. So, of course, you're not interviewing this person that you're across the table from, but I'm saying there's a science to listening and emotional intelligence. The same way I'm going off on the women about emotional intelligence and listening, it's like Divine Masculines. I I feel like that's an area where you really do stand to grow in that. And, and maybe, you know, because like I said, I've never had someone ask me this, but I know for a fact, like the, the Scorpio guy on, there were some dates where I was just like, whew, he was asking me all kinds of questions. And I felt the mental, um, the mental, the difference, I felt the difference, um, but it felt good because like I said, I learned so much from him. And I got to listen to how he, because it was very much reciprocal. So I'm hearing how he addressed similar things and or similar circumstances. And it's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Like, that was really cool, right? Um, You know, you, you start to listen to how they talk about work and or business, you know, if, if you, because I feel like sometimes the type of guy that I would ask this to, he's looking for a business partner, which kind of sucks, but that's how I feel like if you're asking a, a woman that, but, um, and so then if, if that's what's really important to you, now you're listening to how they handle work and their coworkers and how they supervise things or how they respond to conflict on the, on the job or how they push themselves and assert themselves, Right. Let me see if I can try to finish this in the next eight minutes. Probably not going to happen. Um, even when when they talk about their hobbies and for fun, you know, are they traveling to different places? Are they into the arts, the music? Um, that can tell you a lot about what they bring to the table because that can actually contribute, believe it or not, to your to your net worth network, net worth, and social capital. Um, If you're a business person, you know, like let's just say you're a realtor um, and she's your right hand, she's out representing in different places and saying, my husband does real estate. Not in those words, but I mean, it's like if she's at a museum um, and starts to chat with someone and it comes up, it's like, oh, well, my husband does real estate or she likes to go... You know, to um, those fairs, like San Diego, they have those fairs and expos and that type of thing. So, if you get what I'm saying, like if they're even going to go into going into like basketball games and sipping and paints and culinary cooking classes, or like all of those, and, and if she's into culinary art classes, it's like now you know that you're going to be coming home to fun meals. Um, that look good, that smell good, that taste good, that are healthy for you. And so they're there at the table, but you want to take the lazy approach versus getting to know this person. Um, So I put you, you're going to have to be keen, right? I put here, yes, there's upgrade energy, but, um, oh, okay. Okay. I put here um, that it's important to have upgrade energy. Um, and I think it's complimentary that she does have her own. I did put here like uh, the difference between understanding Cartier, Rolex watches, the materials in her clothing, and even like the purse, the shoes, um, the food, home candles, comfort, healthy, how she handles rona <coughs> excuse me. Um, isn't that a coincidence, Kafka? Cough, cough. <laughs> um, anyways, let me put, go on here. So it says, oh yeah. So it is a man's world, but better with a woman. Um, and so whether you like it or not, it's one thing. Like you really, men really could go to work and experience the brute force of being the boss and/or having a a boss tell them what to do and where to go but I think there is something to be said about knowing that you are putting aside money to go on a vacation with your wife and or your girlfriend and so it's like now you're looking forward because baby girl is gonna have planned out oh whoa, we're honey we're gonna go camel riding um we're gonna go um one of my favorite experiences to to watch was with um it was Aaliyah Jay I honestly, I haven't watched her in years, but um, her boyfriend had set something up. I think it was for her birthday. And uh, it was this really nice hotel and candles everywhere, fine dining. Um... But it was like, even right down to the bubble bath, they got this huge jacuzzi just for them in the room with the bubbles in the bath. It's like, that's what you mean when, when it's like a woman comes to your table. I mean, you really could just be at work, but there's something about looking forward to being around someone to enjoy, not just vacation, because you really could be out with your boys, you know, drinking beer and having fun, but it's like to have the, extra sensory experiences of that kind of because then when they went out for the fine dining it's like she's dressed in a really beautiful dress with the champagne and the nice drinks and great view like that's what you're inviting into your space um let me see here hold on one second excuse me um and so it's about being driven to enjoy life you know um i think you have to be keen i'm gonna this is gonna be a long one so let me let me hop off here and and try to get to the next one hold on one second